0: Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. I didn't know I got it because I didn't know that I could get it. Somebody had to come and tell me I'd gotten a text because Don Ray was texting me, but he had to text five other people to tell me to look at my text. (laughs) Then I had to have somebody help me find the text that he texted. I thought well B, maybe you should read it to me too I mean <laughs> but anyway he was able to hear this service over there and he was baptized in the Jordan River today which is what I'm gonna preach on and I thought how wonderful that God just uh, did all of that so I was really thankful for that So, you know, I'm not really a tech-type person, I'm just, uh, I'm not, and I'm not. I mean, I dread getting a new phone. I mean, that's just like, no, I can't handle that. I'm not of that generation, frankly. And so, uh, you know, I just really haven't studied it, I haven't put myself out there, and I have other things that I think are more important for me. But it's good, there's a generation that, you know, that's how they communicate, and you know, uh, that's, they know those things. I mean, that's their generation and that's how they identify with those things. And I'm not of that generation. But I do want to say this, that uh, something that I've kind of noticed, not just in that generation, but in the body of Christ, uh, kind of around. And if you would turn, let's open our Bibles to First uh, Peter chapter 2. Let's read this scripture, First Peter chapter 2. Now, you know, if you've known me for 35 years, I use the Amplified Bible. So uh, it'll read a little different. But in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you, talking to you, are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You were once not a people, but now you are a people and you have received mercy. But it says that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And you know, I find so many times that people don't know who they are. Now the word of God tells us who we are you're a royal priesthood, you're chosen. In the Amplified Bible, it says you're special unto God. I mean, it says all the way through that He loves you, you're special to Him. But you know what I have found out? That a lot of people don't know who they are. And this is something I've discovered with this new generation. I mean, a lot of people are having their identity stolen. Now, you've heard about identity theft, haven't you? I mean, I... heard about it when it first came out and it so scared me I don't I've never bought anything online (laughs) I won't if they say put your number in here I just X them out and I will not do that because I've heard about identity theft I don't want somebody to steal my identity but you know I think we should be that way about the things of God because the devil is stealing our identity there's a lot of identity theft going on in our world and not just on the internet And this says that we are of the generation of a royal priesthood and we are set forth on this earth to show forth the miracles of God and to do what he's caused us to be. But the devil wants to rob us of our identity. And you know, one thing that he uses, I mean, these are just things I was thinking about that that he uses to steal our identity is that he gets us overly concerned about what other people think about us. I'm telling you, we just worry about what they think about us. We worry about what they, those people think about us. We worry about what they're saying about us. And our mind is, can, is, is being stolen. Our identity is being stolen because we're thinking on the wrong things. We're thinking, well, what does she think? What does he think? And, and we are becoming weak. Because our minds are not thinking on the things that God wants us to think on. Now, we're the ones who are the gatekeepers of our mind. You can't just drive up to the White House and walk in. They've got gatekeepers. Well, you're the gatekeeper of your mind. And when you start being consumed by what other people think about you, you've let the devil steal your identity. Who am I? I am a child of God. Who are you? A child of God. Amen. I'm not what they think about me. And it is a battle. It is a battle. I know that. Or the devil will try this trick to steal your identity and make you weak. He will bring up all the things from your past. He will bring up all the pain, all the bitterness. He will bring up all the shame from the past. You know what he's doing? He is stealing your identity. Those things were done away with at the cross. The blood of Jesus has washed you clean from sin. Hallelujah. And that's who we are. I am a blood-gought child of God. Amen. And so are you. We are washed in the blood, cleansed from our sin. Every day is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. Each one of us stands here by the grace of God. The devil should not be stealing our identity. And when he steals our identity, he's stealing our power. Our power to walk in victory our power to tell our brother and our sister get up out of those thoughts I mean the devil uses thoughts. I mean every listen to me every bad thought the devil gives you has an agenda Every bad thought the devil gives you has an agenda That thought has an agenda to steal your power, to steal your identity, to steal your hope, to steal your faith. Every bad thought has an agenda. I'm telling you, our thought life is powerful. And so the devil comes in and tries to steal who we are in Christ. We need to rise up and say, no, I'm of a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. And so, you know, God's thoughts lead to inspiration, but how many know the devil's thoughts lead to condemnation? He gets us going in our mind. He gets us repeating old things. He gives us old pictures. You know, listen, I'm telling you, we don't have to run for around having to be accepted by everybody all the time. Amen. I'm just saying that these are things that I know that I have dealt with. I see people dealing with them, what people think about me, and it's paralyzing. We are a chosen generation, and we have to identify with the generation that we are in. Amen? And we are a chosen generation, the Word of God says. We've been chosen, and this is who I am. I am redeemed. I am free. I am in Christ. I am and strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am full of the Spirit of God. I am who He says I am. And if we have to say those words out loud to ourselves, then say them because if you're not saying them the devil will say something to you God loves us unconditionally and we are fully capable of doing those things. He's called us to do He says we were chosen to show forth his works now there were other Generations and we're going to talk about some of those generations. There was the generation of Moses and I'm Look, I am going to be 70 this year, but I am not of Moses age. (laughs) I'm not as old as Moses. Now, uh, but... Moses' generation, they kind of wandered around in the wilderness and wandered around and wandered around, and they never did possess the promises. You know, they didn't get over in the promised land. But then there's Joshua's generation, and Joshua was the generation that took a hold of the promises of God, walked in that promised land. And I'm going to identify this morning with the Joshua generation. So we will rise up and be those warriors that God called us to. You know, you can think so much. You can think think yourself to being powerless i mean that's one thing i have a problem with my mind just goes blah blah blah. you can tell by the way i talk huh it goes here and here and here and and my mind will just go like this and i think stop it stop it stop it i have the mind of christ i have self-discipline and peace in my mind but the enemy will come in and try to get you into chaotic thinking all over the place to rob us of our power. Just remember, the devil wants to steal your identity because he has an agenda. Now, when we talk about being of the Joshua generation, we like, I love to quote some of the scriptures that are in the book of Joshua. Let's look at this scripture in Joshua chapter 24. This is something that Joshua said, something that I say, something that you'll want to say. Here's Joshua, and this is at the very end of his life, and this is what he says. Well, he had a few more years left, but he says in verse 15, Joshua 24, he said, and if it seems evil to you, serve the Lord. Choose for yourselves this day who you're gonna, you're gonna serve, whether the gods which your father served on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. All right, let's all say it together. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's say it again. As for me and my house, House, we will serve the Lord. Now, I want to tell you, that's what Joshua said. That's what I've said over my children and my grandchildren. Let's say it again As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But do you know he said this? He said this after he had defeated 31 kings. He had had like 31 battles in seven years. He defeated those kings, and after all those battles, he said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, sometimes we just think, well, it's written there, and we just say, well, we read over it. Well, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm telling you something. This man was battle-tested. He had been through the battles, and he had learned something in those battles. Amen. I don't know. I, I have to say this. that There were many battles along the way, but the battles that, that seemed to get my heart the most were the one for my children, for my family, grandchildren. Those were the ones that I just said, Lord, you promised, Lord, you promised as for me and my house will serve the Lord. You promised, Lord, you promised, Lord. And I had to go to battle. I mean to tell you what, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to possess those promises. Possess. That's an action word. That's not a complacent word. That's not something that we just say, oh, well, I'm gonna possess the promises. No, it's an action word. You know, we have to think about uh, Jesus moved with compassion. We always like to talk about the compassion part. I just wanna talk about the moved part. He moved. Some of us need to get up and move. Hallelujah. (laughs) We have to move. I don't wanna be uh, offensive or anything, but listen, Sometimes you just have to take it You have to hold on to it and you have to stand firm because the devil does not want You to walk in who you are in Christ and so we see here that uh, God promised Us the same thing he has here that Joshua quoted as for me and my house. We will serve the Lord I have to say that honestly, I never thought that I would ever end up here think about your life where you began I was just a child in in Missouri. And uh, there probably wasn't 500 people in that town. And you didn't know anybody really lived in the town because everybody had farms. And the only time I saw anybody was on Sunday at church. We all came together. And uh, I learned so much. But, you know, I just, I learned about Jesus. I learned all the Bible stories. These men and women in the Bible were my heroes. But I never dreamed my life would end up here. I'm just amazed. But as I thought back, I thought, you know what? It just didn't happen. There were battles along the way, many battles, battles on my knees. You know, Joshua was a warrior. This generation, they were warriors. And they were determined to stand in the promised land. They knew how to fight. And God said, I've given this land to you, but you're going to have to possess it. How many here are believing God for one of his promises? Or two or 10, 12? Yeah. I'm believing him for the whole Bible. (laughs) Just bring the whole Bible in my life to pass, oh God. (laughs) And God said, I've given this to you, but you have to possess it. We have to fight the good fight of faith. We have to be a committed generation. Committed generation. Joshua's generation was a committed generation. They were willing to pay the price. I like to say we have to be willing to pray the price. And you can because the word of God says that you are anointed. In Isaiah 61, it just says that you have an anointing. You have an anointing to preach the gospel. You have an anointing to preach the word and it breaks the chains off of people. You have an anointing. You have his presence. You are equipped. You have power. You have the Holy Ghost power. But when we don't know who we are, we don't know that we're like a Joshua generation and we get over here and we let our identity be stolen and we lose our power. We have to know who we are in Christ. Maybe you've never done this before. Maybe you've never found a promise in the Word of God and actually spoken it out loud. And then the first thing, when you say it out loud, what's going to happen? The devil's going to say, you sound stupid. You do that again, you're going to sound double stupid and triple stupid. The devil just... You know, he doesn't want you to know the power that we have, what is available unto us i didn't know those things when i was growing up but when i started hearing about them i took a hold of them and i said lord i thank you for these promises i thank you for the weapons of my warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds and this is my weapon the sword of the spirit i don't have a physical weapon and these are not physical battles but they are spiritual battles but they are won with our spiritual weapon I mean, here Joshua had orders uh, from the Lord and he said, Joshua, you're going to take this generation over across into the promised land and they're going to possess the land. Let's turn in Joshua chapter one. So they made it across uh, out of the wilderness. Moses had died and now the next generation is being raised up. The Joshua generation, they're being raised up. And the Lord said, You know, this time it's going to be a little bit different because you're going to have to just walk in faith, follow my word. And so things were different, but he didn't quit. Joshua said, You know, folks, I don't know what he called them friends, family come on, you two million people, we're going. I don't know how many there were exactly. But he said, We're going to go over. God's show me what we're going to do. Now he said to a couple of tribes, You guys. Your inheritance is over here on the east side of Jordan. So, you guys, this is your land right here. But for the rest of us, we're going to have to cross the Jordan. I love what it says here in Joshua chapter 1, verse 14. He's speaking to the whole group, and he's speaking to these two tribes, and he says, your wives, your little ones, your cattle, shall dwell in the land which Moses gave you on this side of Jordan. But all your mighty men of valor shall pass on before the brethren of the tribes, armed and help them possess the land. Do you get that? You're going to go over with your brothers and you're going to help them possess the land. Listen, I am thankful for my life. I'm thankful for everything God has done in my life. And I praise him and it makes me feel uh, content more on the inside. But I tell you, there's a part of me that says I cannot settle when I know my brothers and sisters need me just as these men went over to help their friends in the battle. There are people in here who need our prayers. There are people in our families who need our prayers. I mean, Joshua said, you guys, this is your land. But they said, we're going to go with you to help our brothers get their land. I mean, there are people who are believing God that we need to stand with and pray for and pray with and believe God for, for their families to come out. I mean, this Joshua generation has a lot to teach us. I mean, they believed the Word, they followed the Word, but they also helped each other obtain the promises of God. And so they said, no, we're going to fight for you. And I'm telling you something this morning, that there are some promises in the Word of God that you are not going to possess without a fight. It just doesn't happen, just doesn't come just because you wanted to. Success comes out of a struggle. And I wanna say this, promotion comes through a process. Promotion comes through a process. There's a process along the way, and you just have to make sure you do the next right thing It's not like one minute. You're here one minute. You're there You have to discipline yourself to do the hard things in life to pray those hard times when you don't feel like it And you say to yourself. I'm getting in this fight. I see my sister over here She's heartbroken because her kids are out on drugs. I'm gonna get in this fight I see my brother over here. He wants to support his family, but he doesn't have any money. I'm going to get in this fight. I'm going to help him possess the promises of God. It's not all about us. We are not that generation. We are of the Joshua generation. Amen. We are warriors. We are fighters in the name of Jesus. These, you know, when, when Joshua said, okay, guys, this is the plan. I got this from God. Now this is what we're going to do. And so he got a plan and you know, I, I just have to say this. This was the Jordan River. The Mount Hebron was in the background when you go over there, and the snow had melted, and it was springtime. And so the Jordan River was flooded. It was flooded. It wasn't just a little creek, it was flooded. And my thinking would be like, could we go in fall? Uh, you know, when it, snow's not melting? I mean, you know, tactically speaking, there could have been better timing. Uh, we think that, but no. God said, nope, you're going now. And here it was, flooded. And there was the Jordan River, flooded. I mean, can you imagine? It was a raging river. And I know some of you can't imagine because of things that have happened this past week. But they got to that and the Lord said, this is what you're gonna do, you're gonna go across. Look in Joshua uh, chapter three, verse eight. The Lord commanded the priest who bear the Ark of the Covenant, when you come to the brink of the waters of Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Joshua said to the Israelites, come hear the words of the Lord. Let's look up in verse uh, 13. When the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the Jordan, the waters coming down from Jordan above will be cut off and they'll stand up in a big heap. You see the difference here between Moses? I mean, Moses, you know, he raised his staff, the wind blew, the waters parted. They all stood on the bank and watched. And then they walked across. But now God says, is saying, no, you have my word now. You have my word now. And things aren't going to be like they used to be. We're not going to have all those signs and wonders. You're going to have to step out in faith faith, you're going to have to possess the land. You're going to have to get involved. And so they had to actually, these priests had to actually put their feet in the water before the water started to part. And they didn't part like one part here and one part there. They just stood up in a big heap on one side. And then the Lord said, have the priests go in and the priests are to stand in the middle of the Jordan until everybody's crossed. In verse 15, when those who bore the ark had come to Jordan and the feet of the priests bearing the ark were in the brink of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout time of harvest, the waters rose up, so we passed over when verse 17 when the israelites passed over on dry ground the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the lord stood firm stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the jordan now i want to say this about that these priests they saw the jordan river they saw it overflowed but they had to get out in it Some people will not get out in it. They will not get out in their problem. They will let their problem just pass them by or they'll just ignore it. I'm telling you, it won't go away. These brothers had to get out in that problem. They had to get out there in the water. They had to put their feet out in the water. They had to get out there in the problem. Sometimes I say, oh Lord, I don't wanna pray. I I don't wanna pray for that. I don't wanna pray for that. And the Lord says, here little Missy, get up. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up. (laughs) I'm I'm just being honest. I'm tired. I just want to sleep. And he'll wake me up. No, get up. Pray. I need you right now. I'm telling you what, they couldn't just, I mean, I don't know. I I don't think I would have, but I might have been one of those sitting on the bank. I like to sit on the bank of the river. I like to put my toes in. I see people do that down here at the river all the time. They don't want to get in, but they just want to get their toes in. Sitting on the bank of fear. Some of these people, I might have been sitting on that bank of fear, but I don't think I might have wanted to get in it. But these guys got in it these priests went on in it priests chosen generation these priests got in the in the middle of the water and not only that it was a flooded river they got in this was the jordan river at flood state when you have a fight listen you've got to get in it you've got to move too much thinking and not enough praying will keep you from advancing in the things of god too many unbelieving friends will keep you from your advancement in a, in god a real fight isn't pretty but when i'm in the battle i'm not running around asking everybody's advice what do they think what did they think i am on my knees i am standing firm i am standing in the middle of the jordan river and i say i'm going to stand here until you get across Hallelujah for people that will be in that Joshua generation like those priests. I'm going to pray for you I I, I just said earlier I think that you know, I I've been doing this all of my life and I've not found Somebody that I could just call up and just say well, could you would you pray for me? Yes I have prayer partners, but I don't have anybody that's gonna take the battle. It's my battle. I have to get involved I have to pray. I mean, I have to pray. And God will lead me in my prayer. I just think, you know what, Lord, help me to be more like this Joshua generation. Help me to be a warrior. And you know, once they got out in the water, can you imagine? I mean, okay, the water is in a heap behind you. How big a heap? I would think I'm going to be swallowed up. This problem is going to destroy me. I am going under. I'm going to drown. I'm not going to make it. But they made it. They stood in the middle. They stood. They stood firm. You know, we need to say that. I'm not giving up. I'm not gonna move the word about I, I I read this story and a million times but I saw some words that popped out to me more this time than ever like stand firm the priest's feet had to stand firm they were established it, they weren't wishy-washy you know I I don't know they just stood firm what does that mean what does standing firm look like for us if we're not out there in the middle of the river what does standing firm look like to us Standing firm to us is being on our knees. Standing firm to me is calling my prayer group. Standing firm to me is breaking generational curses off of my family as I pray. (laughs) Standing firm is saying, I'm not quitting. I'm not throwing in the towel. I will stand against every attack of my mind. I'll stand against every disease. Satan, you will not take these things from me. You will not bombard my mind. That is called standing firm. I mean, it's not like standing, how I saw these soldiers standing firm. Standing firm is an action. They got down. These these men went down in the river. And then Joshua said, when you go in that river, let's look at chapter 4, verse 1. When all the nation had passed over, the Lord said to Joshua, Take 12 men from among the people, one man out of every tribe, and command them, Take 12 stones out of the midst of the Jordan from the place where the priest's feet stood. Carry them over with you and leave them at the place where you lodge tonight. And so he called them in verse 5. He said, "Uh, take up every man a stone and then take it over with you out of the midst of Jordan. I'm telling you something. Every battle that you go into, you will take something out. There will be something added to your life. There'll be something added to your life. I have to say that I just hated some of those battles and I thought, what good were they? But I'm telling you now, in a different perspective, there were things that made me strong like a rock on the inside. Stand strong. I gained something out of every battle. I was open to gaining something out of every battle because I was of the Joshua generation. I was not going to have my identity stolen. I was going to take something with me out of every battle. What do you bring out of a battle? What do you bring out of the middle of that river? What did you bring out of your last trial and tribulation? You've got something because God's always moving. God's always changing. God is creating in us gold, gold. These battles bring gold in our character and we can stand in our character of God on the inside. What did you bring out of that last battle? What did you bring out of that last disappointment, out of that last heartbreak, out of that last battle? You learned something. You learned something. We all do, and it causes us to be strong. They picked up that rock from where they had stood firm. They carried it out of the river Jordan, and they put it on the shore. Twelve of them brought those stones, and they built a memorial. And they said, why are we building a memorial? And God said, because I want you to tell your children how God delivered you out of the Jordan River. How God brought you in to possess the problems. I'm telling you, my kids were growing up. I have to say this. I I don't know why they all ended up in the ministry. I tried to get them to go work for... Uh, Cisco or somebody like that. You know, do you want to do something else? And they all said, no, no. They they felt the call of God. And finally, Jeff said to me one day, mom, mom, listen to you. Uh, He said it very respectfully. He said, listen to what you're saying. Are you saying to me, mom, that you don't want me to follow God? Well, I felt about this high. (laughs) I said, no, I'm not saying that. But we all do want to protect our children, don't we? And that I said I'm sorry I'll never say that again but the word says tell your children about the mighty works of God we are a chosen generation so that we can show forth the praises of God what does that mean that means that we are gonna tell people what God has done for us he'll do for them and here they brought those stones out set them on the other side made that memorial so they could remind themselves what God had done yeah. you know I just can tell so many stories to the children of what God has done how faithful he is I don't have to talk about sorry but if I don't know who I am in Christ I'm going to talk about other people if I don't know who I am in Christ I'm going to judge everybody I, I have to tell you judging wears me out Ugh. Seriously when I get tired I have to think about what I'm thinking on because my thoughts make me tired if I'm not thinking on the right things and I'll uh, You know driving down the streets what I said earlier driving down the street here come the judge here come the judge You know just judging and I think Karen stop it Our identity is over here in Christ our mind has stayed on him the Word of God says that perfect peace have they Who love thy law? It keeps us in perfect peace amen and here they are they went over to the other side they put those stones down and you know something about this story once they fought that battle guess what lay ahead Jericho you think the battle was over you think that was the biggest thing you're ever gonna see ever gonna do but guess what the next battle Jericho But they won. Amen? They won because they moved. They possessed the land. And so will you. You are of the generation to possess the land. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org